What is up, everybody? My name is Juan Perez, and welcome to the First View Podcast. This podcast hopes to create a platform in which minorities can talk about their journeys and share their unique stories. These are individuals who have had to overcome obstacles and are achieving the improbable. Much like you and I, our guests are striving to reach their goals and to help others. Our hope is to be able to inspire and motivate the next generation of minority leaders. Thank you for listening and supporting minorities everywhere. I am happy to introduce our next guest, Ernesto Portillo. Ernesto is a first-generation Latino male who is studying mechanical engineering at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. His parents are Mexican immigrants who have worked hard their entire lives to give him the opportunity of a better life through education. To repay this favor, he has given back to those around his community to show them their potential of shaping their lives for the better. In this episode, he talks about being the only brown leader and the only Latino in his engineering club. He also talks about the difficulties of claiming a space not meant for yourself and gives tips to those who are looking to achieve where no one else has. What's up, everyone? I'm here with my freshman roommate, Ernesto Portillo, who I actually went to high school with. How are you doing today, Ernesto? I'm doing all right, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I, I really wanted to make sure that we can tell your story because I, I think that a lot of people can relate. Um, and I just wanted to ask, because I've been asking everyone, how are you doing with COVID-19? A blessing in disguise, which is crazy to say. Um, yeah, dude, Cal Poly engineering is a very time-consuming thing, and especially all the things that I'm involved in. Um, it kind of helps to like not feel bad to be like at my computer all day and like not really have so many distractions just to really like grind out as much as possible um that's something that like i think being like at in like in person on campus like i like i would struggle a lot with like having a social life because i do love being social but um now that i'm able to focus i, I think I, this quarter has been like going pretty well do you think that if the quarter was in person, it would be a lot harder or a lot easier? I definitely think I would have had like a lot more fun. I would have, um, I would have had, a, I would have made a lot more memories with my friends. Uh, even with you, like we probably would have kicked it like a buttload. But uh, academic wise, I think I would have been very drained. Both uh, like I'm already physically, like I'm already mentally and like. I guess like at times like emotionally like drained but I think it does help to like not be physically drained right. I think if like if I was physically drained having a bike all the way to campus and like run around from class to class and like literally have to like yeah bike back home like at 1 a.m like I was doing like last quarter from like the machine shop I think it would have been a lot on my body right well yeah. I, I know that there's a lot of people um, that are excited to hear your story today. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your background. Yeah, dude. Um, grew up in grew up in Salinas. I spent all of my childhood here and almost all of my life that I could remember. Um, yeah, as a kid, I loved playing outside. I loved playing video games. I was I was very very much so the typical kid. Um, 
it wasn't really until I want to say like the ending of like elementary school which is kind of crazy to say that I really like found myself and my passion and my drive um I think like a major part of that was sports like I was introduced to wrestling at seventh grade and um wrestling has definitely helped me find myself and what I mean by myself is like my passion to succeed and uh I'm very very fortunate that I found it at such a young age because I feel like as the years go by, I've been able to really develop it and like my identity. And I feel like right now I'm just on like a really nice path of like becoming who I want to be. Moving a little bit more into your childhood. Can you talk uh, about that a little bit? My childhood? Uh, yeah, I got a, like I said, I really was like, I really was a typical kid. Like I wasn't, I really wasn't anybody who like saw who really thought about like my future so much. Um, I really like, I wasn't doing things that were like professional, like at all. I really was just all about having fun. And I think that's, that's definitely nothing to be like ashamed of. Like I had a great fucking time as a kid, but um, talking about my, my childhood, I, I think I was pretty like mature as a kid because I do remember like a specific day where everything changed my mentality and I saw like what I wanted out of my future. And it actually came in like fifth grade, which is like crazy to say, but um, that day I was like, I literally changed my gears and I, and from that day I, I've been able to be on the path of like professionalism and like success on like where I'm at now. Can you, t- can you tell us that story? Yeah. So, uh, it was literally all just to impress a girl. Um, and not just any girl. She was the smartest girl, like, in for sure in our grade, probably, like, in all of, like, the county. Like, in, like, a good, like, area. Dude, she was a fucking genius. But, um, yeah, so, like, we were we were kids. And uh, we, we would, like, send notes to each other, like, just, like, flirting. Like, in it, very innocent flirting. But then... I realized like what I was doing and like the way I would spend my days like in the classroom and I would literally just like play PSP underneath the de- like the desk all day not take one not write not write a single thing down just like mess around have fun but I saw this girl and she was like everything that I wasn't so I I felt like I needed to like step it up and basically to like in my mentality is like if I want to impress her, I have to like step my game up like academically because I know she doesn't play that shit. So um yeah, like that like that so that trimester, because elementary was like divided in like trimesters, I got the worst grades that I've ever gotten. I got like straight D's, most like F's and D's. Like I was like about a fucking flunk fifth grade. And then like the next trimester when I had like that epiphany like in solid A's and then it's it was kind of like that up until like um yeah up until like senior year like I, I was able to like land solid A's but obviously like towards like senior like towards high school and stuff it wasn't for her it was it really was for me like my my future. Uh, talking about high school I know that after high school you went to Cal Poly 
and that's where your achievement that you're going to be talking about today. Can you start us off with that? Yeah, so I've actually been pondering this question and it's something that I like to like introspect a lot on. Um, my achievement really, I, I guess I haven't found that um, like that dead end achievement yet. And I don't think it's something that I'm going to find for a very long time. I What I really think about like achievements, there really are milestones. And like, like I, I like to talk about my path a lot. Um, there really are like milestones on, on that path. And very recently, just this, just this last quarter, the spring quarter, I was, um, I was elected as like a team lead for my, for my, uh, Cal Poly Racing Baja SAE Society of Automotive Engineers, Engineering Club. That's a huge title. It's a, it's basically a club where we build and race our own race cars that we like build ourselves like man man driven like full size race cars so yeah i was elected to as like uh as the engine dynamometer team lead position it's it's a very analytical position where i like um where i run a lot of tests and acquire a lot of data of efficiencies for the car liter to literally use to drive our designs and make the car like run as like efficiently as possible and just just to build the best car ever that we that we possibly can obviously but um like i said like that's that's a i find that as a huge achievement especially like coming from where i came from but i i for sure know that that's not the end and so talk to us a little bit more how you got there um i know that there was a lot of things personally being your roommate that you had to go through to even get to be elected in that type of position um i guess it all really starts like in the beginning of high school doesn't it it's it's uh it's finding that drive like early on and um just like really like hanging on to that passion luckily i was able to use that passion to like get the best grades that i can and um and like have like the best impact on my community as i can building my character and on top of all of that, it, I saw like a huge, um, a huge monetary challenge in front of me. That being, not being literally not being able to afford college, so I took the challenge upon myself and I saw what had to be done. And even when I was tired, like not tired, fucking exhausted, at the end of my football practices, wrestling practices, that went very late after wrestling tournaments and matches, everything. Even on top of my homework, all of my AP classes, I, uh, I, I remember the nights, the many nights that I stayed up very late grinding scholarships. And uh, what that grind looks like is searching, like researching at every opportunity that I can, contacting as many people as I can, having an application in front of me and like not really like resting until it's done to my, like the best of my abilities. I did that enough times to where I was able to land enough money to like go to college on a full ride what would you say was the hardest part of doing that i think that there's a lot of individuals out there who want to get scholarships and want to get a full ride to to school what was the hardest part that they would that they can expect to be part of or they can expect to come come across 
to achieve what I was able to achieve, you have to be ready to really um, put your head down and work. And what that looks like, sadly, is working when you're tired, working when you do simply just don't want to work or like, uh, like you just don't feel like it and working when you could be like having fun. And that's like a huge challenge that I still struggle with like a lot of the times is like you could be doing something else that you could be enjoying, but like you just have to like, you just have to do it and you have to do it to the best of your ability and expect nothing else, nothing less than that from yourself. During, I think that's like a very difficult thing. Yeah. Um, during high school, did did you have anyone that helped you fill out these scholarships or help you find opportunities? Oh yeah, dude. Um, for sure, is Kaylee my girlfriend? She was uh she was a huge help to me. She uh she helped me with my uh, scholarship essays, helped me brainstorm ideas, helped me with like my grammar. I or like I would go on a lot like a huge like run on sentences she would help me a lot with like the nitty-gritty um one of my really good friends from high school Gladys I have to like thank a lot of my like earnings to her she was like a huge help to me with like like finding like that creativity to like really express like myself through writing um Miss Henry to like giving me the the passion to want to uh to pay for my own college like that really was something that was new and i know for sure i'm not i'm not alone in saying that miss henry really helped us find ourselves in that and how, like finding our passions for us to succeed um mr hedgepath he helped me think of like think like a philosopher and to really think introspectively like a philosopher um and then very very fortunately my mom like she would be on my ass about it too and i'm very fortunate about my mom to like to ask me did you get that done like did you like how's it going and even like she she would even like get on the computer herself and like try looking for some with she would like and she would just like search on like fast web and stuff and i know that that's something that a lot of people don't have and i'm super fucking fortunate to have um yeah i definitely don't look at that like lightly at all i, I recognize like I, I have privilege in that that i had like i had such a supporting like mother with that and a lot of people don't have that but um there was still like there was still a lot of work to be done on my end and i i had made sure and obviously like the list goes on for like the people that i can think but um yeah i definitely had to pull through for them and myself so now that you're you were able to receive a full ride, what what came after? How was uh, Cal Poly? It was a world unknown, quite literally. It was I, me being like a first generation. I had I didn't have any stories to go off of. I never had. I never had advice going in. I never, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Everything like even like the. Um, a lot of the uh the jargon i guess like that that was like getting like thrown around about like 
about college like like to tell you like to really give you an idea about like how little i knew about about um college like i did not know what undergrad meant until like i was like already in like my first year of college i didn't and very like very terrifyingly i didn't even know what engineering was if somebody like told me like my first uh first couple weeks at cal poly like what is engineering i probably couldn't really tell them like i know that like engineers work with machines i know that they were good at math but that's literally it that's like all i knew about engineering but um yeah it was it was a world in like I said, it was a world unknown, and it was. I saw. I found a lot of like scary surprises, and I found a lot of very like beautiful surprises. What were some of the obstacles you had to go through? You mentioned some of not having the same knowledge of others that they've had coming into college. What were some of the more major obstacles you had to go through, knowing that you were going to a predominantly white institution? yeah for sure for sure it was literally just that like a lot of people like came in with knowledge on like mechanics and like machinery already i unfortunately didn't really like get into cars until very recently so i didn't really know a lot about tools or like certain like operations of like systems on a car um pain for the motherfucker was fucking insane uh and really just like trying to succeed with the amount of technology that i had quite frankly like i didn't have my own like personal laptop until like halfway through my first quarter so i really had to like go out of my room a lot to like you utilize like the the public like um services that they had and whatnot but um even when i was able to lend to lend like my own chromebook um it was it still really wasn't enough and i found it like a huge challenge like when i really needed something i it wasn't as easy as to go buy it i had to like really work around it and at times it, it really wasn't favorable so tell us a little bit more about how you got into baja or maybe a little bit more about uh, engineering at cal poly yeah so baja in case you guys forgot that was like the club that i'm in that um builds and racer and builds and racer our own cars um i didn't know about it until my second quarter at cal poly when and i found out about it while getting paired up with um with this man or the, with this guy named daniel zeffenbergen who's like a cal poly student daniel was a fucking genius in like in the assignment that we were doing that we were paired up with we were we were paired up for a cad assignment uh cad is computer aided drafting that's basically like drawing models using the, the computer like 3d models and there's a lot of like dimensioning and like measuring that goes behind, like behind cad and for some reason he was able to do all these like measurements in his head and he knew like the buzzwords of like the different screws that go into like into like this like machine and he knew uh and he knew like the different like tadpole sizes like from memory and he knew everything like he he could operate like he was able to operate the computer like kind of like a robot himself like he was so in sync with it and i was like dude how are you able to do that like we're in the same class like we're learning this together like what is it like what like tell me 
he's like, oh, I'm a part of Baja. And I was like, what the heck is that? And then he explained to me what it was. And then I was like, man, like that, I was like really scared because he would tell me that like, oh, dude, yeah, yeah like I literally like, I do this on my free time. Like I, I'm in the machine shop, like at the computer, like making the, like making these CAD models. When I'm, when I'm not doing that, I'm building it physically, like on the machines. And I hadn't, hadn't even seen like a lathe or mill machine, like, yeah, at that point. And um, yeah, so he's like, I literally just do this on my free time. So this is pretty easy to me. Like, this is all like elementary stuff for me. And so, like I said, I was, I was pretty scared, but um, I found him at the beginning of this year again. And I went to the uh, club showcase this year and I was there. I was there for my mentee, actually. I took, I took on a, men, a mentee for the mechanical engineering program. And I was, I was happy to do so because, like, I've already, like, had experience with, like, taking mentorship, and, like, over people and, like, showing them, like, what I've learned. Like, having done that so many years, like, at the Boys and Girls Club and, like, with, like, my middle school, like, local middle schools whatnot, with, like, wrestling. But, um, yeah, so we went together. And we're like, oh yeah, let's let's look around. And I saw him. I saw Daniel at the tent, and in front of like the cars that he built. And I was like, dude, like, and I was I was catching up to like catching up with him, like asking him how he's doing. And he very like, I was very fortunate for him to like welcome me to the club. He was like, dude, like come check us out. Like I think you'd be like a great a great fit. Like, he said like I know I know you're like your tenacity like to work and I know like your work ethic like having already worked with me he said that out like it'd be like a really good fit for me and I was like I I like came to the realization that wow like what if I like what if I did do this and um yeah like I've been ever like ever since then I was going like every week I I try to get my friends out to go but I guess a lot of them were like pretty scared to like they had like the same fears that I had. Um, but yeah, I really just like pushed through their fear. I had a lot of moments where I felt dumb, but I mean, like with, with, uh, with teams like that and like with support systems like that, they really like show you that it's okay to, to learn. And that's what they're ultimately trying to do. So I was very fortunate to find like an organization like that, that like wants me to learn and wants me to succeed. And um, it's just been like, it's just been great ever since I've every every day I'm involved I literally learn something new whether it be like on the technical side or the professional side I I get better like just being around and now I'm I'm glad to say that I'm that I actually have like a, a position and I'm gonna be able to like have like my input into the team but um yeah that's that's Baja how do you think you overcame those initial fears of you not knowing the same as others? And is there anything else you had to do to learn those things? Yeah, I was definitely recognizing the fact that it is okay to not know because when you really, when you really realize it, it's college. Like it's a whole institution built for you to learn. So I think for you to succeed, like you have to like get over the fact you have to get over like your fear of looking or feeling stupid because 
then like quite frankly then you're not going to succeed if you really hold on to that fear once you like get over that and you have the expressive drive to learn then you're going to be able to like build yourself like technically and um professionally and uh i think like a huge thing that really like helped me as well specifically with like engineering and like even baja was kind of feeling like a badass to be honest with you because i am literally the only brown guy like on the club and i'm one of the few like non-white people like in engineering and even freaking cal poly like but yeah like i'm able to to not not so much express like outwardly like my achievements and like how i really like feel about myself but really just like taking that as like confidence as like confidence boosters to really like shape yourself and like give yourself like the passion to go forward like knowing that you're like that you're worth it that you can do it and um that's basically it um, how did you come upon that mindset because i don't think that's a mindset that's usually had by anyone and everyone i think that's a mindset that you grow yourself can you talk a little bit more about how you grew that i think yeah so like like i said i really found myself with wrestling and um i think what like the true um the true thing that of value that i found through the sports was able to like be in competition with myself and like in a competition you're going to have to like fight like very very like like almost violently like to win like in a, in a sport like wrestling you have to be like violent and you have to like have that like drive like i'm going to i'm going to fucking win this or in wrestling like you have to like drive through the person to like to like win the game in this case it's all mental but the feeling is still there like you have to have like that like kind of like rage but like passionate like rage to succeed and like to be like the best that you can and i think like yeah like i really see myself like as like a team leader but i guess that still like works within myself because like i i do have like moments where i do feel down but i have like my own support system and it might sound like i like i have like split personalities but i have like myself to like boot like to give my my myself a hand whenever i need it and that's just like that passion or like that that drive so like i think once you like think about yourself as like your own teammate like you want yourself to succeed like you have your own back then i think that like you really you really can't fail because you're you always have somebody and that person is you like that's all you really need to like really succeed right i also agree i think that if someone is able to understand that they themselves have themselves uh, it makes everything so much easier to go through and and to really be able to succeed or to really be able to be proficient in whatever you're doing um knowing that you have your back and can you talk a little bit more about 
your position now and how you've been dealing with your position. And I know that it's totally online. So how that has affected it. Um, yeah, like I said, it was like a blessing in this, like in disguise, like I am able to like spend a lot more time on it and, uh, like naturally being on the computer whenever I have like a question that like pops up in my mind, like just like contemplating whatever it is that I'm doing for like for the club on that day. Um, I just like look it up because it's like so accessible. So I think what I'm, what I'm like trying to get out with, with that is um, like taking advantage, like really like seeing the light in like whatever situation that you are and using that as your advantage. Um, Cause like, if I, if I was in person, like I would see it like, fuck yeah. Like I could spend like, obviously like it, that would be the norm. Like if coronavirus wasn't a thing, but yeah, I could spend like my first like quarter, I, like, Cal Poly being like a lead, like actually in the machine shop and I can like run tests like myself and I can like do things. But that's like seeing the light in it. Um, obviously there's like, there's negatives to everything. Like I struggle with like, like being in indoors all day, like here at home. Or like if I was at Cal Poly, like I would probably be struggling with how tired or hungry I, I was. But what I'm really trying to say is finding the light or like seeing the positive of like where you're at in life and using it to your advantage to succeed and um kind of like driving your happiness in the moment and driving your passion for like as long as you can i personally believe that you will succeed in your position and not even succeed but go above and beyond and and change the overall dynamic of um of the club, just because I think that because you're brown, you're able to bring in a new perspective in terms of allowing others to be comfortable in being that space. So you are actually the first few person on the on the club for Baja. So I, I think that's amazing. And, and I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your steps following Baja. I know that this is the beginning of your achievement, but what's what's in the future for you? What's in the future for me is literally like building the best car that I can and, and like driving the club to be like the best that it can be. And I think what what that's going to look like and what's something that like I think that Cal Poly or like racing has never really thought of is like incorporating like incorporating clubs like of diversity into Baja like Shep uh Shep being the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers and Nespi being the National Society of uh, Black Engineers. Um, I think once we like really bring new ideas to the club, I think that's really gonna drive like the quality of the club and um, and more importantly gonna drive the quality of like of individuals' lives and that being like my fellow Hispanic people and people like black people at Cal Poly and who knows like what if that's like that really is a key to like bringing more people into like more people of color like into Cal Poly and like with Cal Poly being such a huge STEM school bringing people of color into STEM so like it might it might just be like a really small thing but uh I'm definitely gonna try my best to incorporate 
that like inclusivity like into like now that I'm at the source of like true engineering and like places where like it really matters I'm gonna go back to like my people and like I'm gonna like incorporate my people in them I'm, I'm really gonna try to bring as many people as I can to find the success that I have I know that you're just starting with bringing in diversity and inclusion to the club but do you do you by just talking about it and thinking about it have any sort of ideas on how you're going to be doing that yeah it's going to start with uh reaching out to my homies back at Shep actually um I've two of my roommates were like actual our actual officers in the club and going to management in Baja itself and Quite frankly, it might just, it might literally just look like social events. Like, like I said, like, uh, Baja, we do, like, they do, like, a lot of camping trips. Jeps, they do, like, a lot of banquets and also camping, like, a lot of, like, a lot of small social events. Maybe, maybe it really is as simple as that. Or maybe it's, like, um, maybe it might be, like, club day, like, at Baja or whatever, where we bring entire clubs to the machine shop and show them, like, and have them build like a part or like actually do like small like design like uh brainstorming for like parts of like the car like who knows maybe all we really need are like tiny sparks like that but um i don't know yeah like definitely like once i start summer in like uh literally like two and a half weeks i'm definitely that's gonna be like a huge priority of mine to build the quality of my club and um, really like try to try to take it back to my people. What would you tell someone who is wanting to be in the position that you are at in terms of entering a club, being able to be the best project lead that you can be and then trying to change the foundation of the club in terms of diversity and inclusion because you're currently doing that and I, I think you're doing it, doing it the correct way and I think you're doing it in a way that you're actually trying to bring people in. What, what would you tell that person? What I would tell that person is to like, don't be scared to fail, I guess. Like being so new on the club, I know for a fact I'm gonna be failing so many times and um like even like like literally like i'm going to be running tests like to like to measure like the efficiencies on the car like my tests are going to fail and i have like i'm going to be working with like with like like a combustion engine maybe it might fucking combust right in my face who knows but um like just like don't be scared like going forward like speak up um have faith in yourself and your abilities. And uh, again, have that drive, if, if not for yourself, for the people, for the people around you. And all in all, like find, find yourself as, like look at yourself as like your teammate and as your best support system. Um, all in all, wanting to succeed for yourself and your people. That's great. I, I think that your story and and in reality your story is still being written you know you were just accepted to be a project lead and, and now you're continuing and innovating within your club and i think that's amazing and i, I think that that's 
actually going to be able to change lives. And I really like the idea that you brought up with doing a Shep and Baja kind of like mixers. Cause I think it, it really just starts off with you having a wrong perception of another group, maybe the wrong perception of Baja and, and maybe like thinking that Baja is too hard for you. Um, I think that there's a lot of individuals out there who simply don't want to get into something because they say that they can't do it. And I really love that advice that you give, uh, which is, you know, be a supporter, supporter, because even if you can't, like you have yourself to fall back on. If someone were to say that you're one of a kind and someone who's special, what would you tell them? Yeah, so to be completely honest with you, this is a question that I really struggle with. It's um, it's kind of it's something that it's something that I really struggle with, like thinking about myself special or thinking that I'm like amazing. And I like from my story, I think it's pretty like clear that it's not that I have like self-esteem issues. It's just like I think it kind of just comes down to like who I am as a person and like how I like conduct myself. I definitely see myself as a really special person. Um, but I try not to like, I try not to like use that to like boost my ego or anything. Um, I really go about it as like, as humbling as I could and like see my successes as like things that I can use to like help my, to help the people around me and like the community that I live in or whatever. But um, just really seeing like, I think it's important to really see like everything around you as special. And I, I know a lot of people are gonna say that, but I think there is something valuable in that, that a lot of people do believe that. And if, um, and if nobody, and if there's somebody who doesn't believe that, I really think they should. And I think they should challenge themselves to see the beauty and everything and everybody. And I think that might even just drive your happiness. Who knows? Like that might drive your happiness, that might drive your passion, that might drive your success. So um I guess that's just like my like raw mentality on that. I agree. And I, I also agree that that you're special. So just hearing it for me. Um I think that like you said, everyone is special and everyone has their own instances in which they, everyone has their own instances where, where they're more special in a way. But I like to ask the question uh, just because I, I wanna make sure that everyone knows that everyone is thinking that everyone else is special because it gives you this sort of sense or mindset that you can also do it. Just because you are not in the position that you or Nestor are currently in, this doesn't mean that the person who is listening can't be in that position that you're in. It obviously shows through your story that it takes a lot of hard work, a lot of long nights, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, and at the end of the day, a lot of support from others and yourself. And so I, I want to give you this time right now to give a shout out if you, if you want to give one, because I know that there's a lot of people that were involved in your success um, to just give you some time to, to speak on that. Yeah, huge shout out to my girl, always and forever. Kaylee, I love you with all my heart. Um, honestly, like 
huge shout out to you on your you're my best friend and we didn't really have time to talk about this in the podcast but we would literally grind when we were when we were roommates and we're gonna be roommates again next year very very fortunate for that we would stay up pretty late and we would wake up very very early i'm talking about like 5 a.m like days at a time to grind and a lot of times it was for scholarships a lot of times it was for school a lot of times it was like to help each other in our things a lot of times you had you had like your businesses and your entrepreneurial things that you were pursuing and i was very fortunate for you to like ask me for help just because um you really helped me like kind of find myself and that find that like that drive so thank you honestly and huge shout out to you for what you're doing right now you're a lot of people talk about change and a lot of people talk about like doing things for their to help people but you're really doing it right now a huge shout out to you good um yeah shouting out people that that list can go on forever but um hopefully you guys got a sense of who i'm thankful for throughout this podcast uh any last any any, or other thoughts that i have going on through my head is that this this conversation is really happening during a time where i'm sort of in the thick of it i really don't see any like any end any end goal that's gonna come like very like at, at any time like recently so uh i just see like my path is like ongoing and i i do recognize like those like milestones um my main goal right now like as like a college student is definitely like landing an internship um and I gotta say, like my my standards are and my goals are like very high right now. Like I'm shooting for like huge companies, and hearing stories from my mentor, uh, my mentor Andrews, who's uh, actually like a Baja lead and a supplemental workshop lead, which is the job that I do, or like a, a supplemental workshop leader, um, and also just being like another man of color. He told me about he he's three years ahead of me like in like college so he has a larger insight of like the the path that i'm going to take and to be completely honest with you i was kind of like struggling a little bit with like the reality of the situation that it's not gonna end anytime soon and the worst has definitely yet to come because he said that this last year like this this year that we are currently in right now um was like the hardest thing that he had to do and he's a fifth year and mechanical engineer at cal poly and he's been like a baja lead for like fucking three years and he said that that one like this year was his hardest like i just know like it's gonna exponentially get like harder and he is actually um he actually works for Apple as a mechanical engineer. And uh, I'm just trying to take mentorship from him to see like how I can succeed and like kind of take me like to where I want to be in life. So um, yeah, just like all in all, brace for it. Get like realize the 
recognize the reality of the situation and what needs to happen for you to succeed. And a lot of times there's barriers that you don't want to do. Like a lot of the dreams and aspirations that you have, that you guys have aren't going to school or aren't really to go to like a university. It's really like what comes after that. But you really have to take on like every step of the path to get to that point. And a lot of the, t a lot of the times it's doing things that you don't really want to do. But just like recognizing that you have to do them. And I think once you recognize that, then I think the passion comes with it. I, that gave me chills. The, you, I, I stutter because it's so true. I, as you were saying it, I wanted to scream out like, that's facts, that's facts, that's facts. Because that's what you need to be able to do is dream larger than college. There's a, there's a lot of people I think that think like, oh, I don't want to go to college because college sucks. I think you and I both know that college does suck, but it presents you with so many different opportunities to succeed. And you're obviously taking those opportunities. And so I want to thank you for your story. Um, I also want to thank you for thanking me, but I want to be able to mention that like I'm simply the messenger right now. I'm simply wanting to share your story with others because I believe that your story can affect others in a, in a positive light, in a way where they're going to gain motivation and, and inspiration from you and take that and use it in their own lives. So with that, thank you. And thank you for coming onto this podcast. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us and hearing this truly inspiring story. Feel free to follow us at First View Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to get previews of our weekly episodes and of our guests. If you're wanting to help out in any way by joining our team, being a podcast guest in the future, or simply wanting to give us feedback, you can always direct message us or click on the link in our bio to learn more. This is Juan Perez, and you're listening to the First View Podcast. I hope you have a great day and come back next week for more amazing minority stories.